butt sucked. What's going on, guys? It's Ethan Vidowski here. Um, not really so much as with a series recap of that Marlins Mets series, but more a preview of what's to come going forward. Uh, the the Mets series was a wash. It was a terrible series for the Marlins. Um, they only scored ten runs in three games, and they allowed. Let me look at the number: five, eight, and eleven. Twenty-four. They got outscored twenty-four to ten in three games. Uh, it's just dismal. The bullpen was uh, terrible. The Pablo had a good start. He kind of went toe to toe with Degrom, but he still, you know, gave up a couple runs, and that's all the Mets needed. Um, it was just bad all around. There's not much to talk about. The offense wasn't very good. Um, Monte struggled. Brinson struggled. VR had some really tough at bats. Aguilar looked lost at times. Anderson even was bad. Dickerson was bad. It was all bad. Um, you know, I can just go down the line. It wasn't a good series for the Marlins. Um, and it hasn't been a good run for the Marlins. They have now lost five in a row. So, you know, kind of a wash. It, it, you know, the fun that we were having in Baltimore and even in Buffalo um, kind of ran out. I think the Marlins kind of ran out of gas. Uh, the adrenaline from all that they had been going through um, and the freshness of the guys that came in, you know, and nobody had really seen them before. Um, it, it, it all ran out. The Marlins um, just, it, it, all, it all caught up to them. And now the Marlins sit um, back at 500, I believe. Yep, back at 500 at 9-9. Nine and nine. They've lost six in a row, uh, five in a row, excuse me. And they are in the dumps. Um, and now... All, all it's about now is turning it around. And so how do you turn it around? Well, you make a lot of moves. And the Marlins did make a lot of moves. And we're going to be talking about them uh, in today's video. First of all, <clears throat> the, obviously the biggest thing. We talked about how all the, you know, all the roster moves kind of caught up to them. Well, we're getting those guys back finally. Um, and that's the biggest news for the Marlins that, you know, it's the best thing that could possibly happen to the Marlins right now is getting some of these guys back. Um, Mickey Rowe, you know, day by day you see each guy getting cleared and each guy is on the trip with them. So Mickey Rowe is back in the lineup tonight. Alfaro is back in the lineup tonight. Sandy threw a sim game. He didn't make the trip to Washington and it'll now only be to Washington because the Mets have positive coronavirus um, cases. We imagine at least we're not a hundred percent sure, but the Mets uh, weekend series just got postponed, so we don't really know what's going to happen with the Mets, as we don't really know what's going to happen at all this year. Um, but nevertheless, we go to Washington, and then we're scheduled to go to New York for now, but doesn't seem likely at the moment. Um, it all depends on what kind of outbreak we see in New York. But whatever the case may be, any guys that didn't make the trip, um, we won't be seeing until the Marlins get home. Um, and let me look at who they play when we get home. Uh, we go from Washington to New York, and then we come home for the Rays and the Blue Jays. So that won't be until next weekend. Um, it, it'll be the you know the 28th through September 2nd. So the Marlins are gone all week, all weekend, and then most of the week next week. Um, and any guys that did not make that trip will not be on the trip. Um, and we won't see them until they return home to Marlins Park. That includes the likes of Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Sandy made a sim start in Jupiter. He w almost made the trip with the team, it seemed like, but he stayed home. He will not debut. Uh, he will not be back until next week. I haven't seen Caleb Smith. 
I haven't heard anything about Caleb Smith, so I think it's safe to assume that he won't return until then. Um, Garrett Cooper's not in the lineup. There hasn't been a roster move made for him, so it's fair to assume he's not on the trip. Um, And then uh, some of the other bullpen guys I'm not exactly sure about. I know we got Richard Blyer back off the DL today. That's good. He was one of the guys that was good um, early on when the Marlins were returning, one of the acquisitions for the Marlins. So that's certainly a big pickup. That's, you know, the bullpen has been the weakness for the Marlins. So they need all the help they can get out there. I mean, even Kinsler started struggling towards the end. Um, so, you know, it'd be nice to get back like a Stanek or a Steckenrider or somebody like that. But as of now, it doesn't seem the Marlins are getting a ton of help from the uh, pitching staff until next week. But, you know, we'll stay updated with that because all the I don't think all the roster moves have been made. Roster moves that have been made... Um, Monte Harrison was sent back to the alternate training site. This comes as no surprise to Marlins fans. This comes as, as no surprise to me. It's certainly upsetting to me, um, but it's not a surprise. Monte has really struggled at the plate. Um, I think a lot of the problems with Monte are kind of fixable. You know, I talked a lot in these videos about how his approach looked good. He ha- he's having good ABs. He's taking um, you know good pitches, but. It kind of started tailing off towards the end there. He was starting to look lost in some ABs. Um, Edwin Diaz really overmatched him in one particular at-bat. But he just needs to shorten up and put the bat on the ball and stop trying to hit a home run every time he steps into the box. Um, You know, he had that one home run, and it was beautiful, and you see what can happen when he puts the bat on the ball. But he's just got to shorten up and do it and put the ball in play. Um, And the Marlins need to work with him on doing that. He needs to get some reps in in Jupiter. Um, So I think it's a good idea to send him back to the alternate training site. Jordan Yamamoto was also sent back to the alternate training site. That comes as no surprise. Yams has really struggled. He's got to work on some things. Um, So back down to Jupiter for Jordan Yamamoto. Ryan LaVarnway was designated for assignment. I believe that made room for Alfaro to come back. And Alfaro coming back was actually a surprise to most. Uh, I was actually wondering where Alfaro was. We hadn't heard anything about Alfaro, um, but now he is back in the lineup, and that is huge for the Marlins. That is absolutely massive. They need a guy with power besides just Jesus Aguilar um, who can go out there and really hit the ball hard. Um, and Alfaro was a big part of the Marlins lineup last year, uh, and he, you know, he, he'll inject some life, certainly. Miguel Rojas... Thank God, Miguel, Miggy Rowe, the heart and soul of this team, um, really, he really is, everybody knows it at this point, he is the captain if there was one, um, he is back in the lineup as well, back out at shortstop, that is huge for the Marlins as well, Alfaro's going to be DHing tonight, um, but just, you know, for the clubhouse and for the offense, Alfaro, he was he had a great series against Philadelphia to start the season, um, and so the Marlins certainly missed his offensive production and just what he brings to the team on a day-to-day basis. we got to tamper our expectations with these guys because Alfaro, uh, not Alfaro, excuse me, Rojas, Miggy Rowe said in um, a press conference that he doesn't feel 100%, that he's not back to where he was. Do you feel like you're in the same exact shape right now that you were right before the season started? No, no, absolutely not. It's it's different. It's a it's a um, a lot of lot of things happen in in these last three weeks, and uh, uh, I'm I'm in the best shape that I can be at th- at this point. I think we need to expect that with a lot of guys. So you know, it might take a few days for them to work back up to the standards um, that they were at before. But it's certainly good for the Marlins to have them back. You know, you kind of just got to go 500 the rest of the way. Um, so if they can go, if they can play 500 ball, um, they can, you know, 
find a way into this. Uh, so certainly, um, Miggy Rowe and Alfaro will bring some life. Now, some really, really, really exciting roster moves, especially for me. You know, if you listen to earning their stripes, you know I'm a, um, I'm, you know, Eli brought me in to be the prospect guy, one of the prospects guys for Fish Stripes. So, um, you know. I, this is what I live for right here with the Marlins. This is what it's all about in terms of this is what the rebuild is for. It's to get these guys to the bigs, and they're coming. Um, you know, Monte leaves, and 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 here comes Jesus San- Jesus Sanchez, and this is a guy that I, um, I'm really really excited about. Um, you know, a top 100 prospect in baseball. He came over from the Rays system where he was hitting really well, um, and he came over and he struggled a little bit, but he showed the pop. Um, um, to be a professional baseball player, to be a really good professional baseball player, people have been um, people have been looking for um, a, a guy that will come up and hit well right away because it's been a struggle for the Marlins. You know, the, the guys from the LH trade, obviously, uh, Isan and Monte and, and Brinson, you know, they come up and they've, and they've struggled. They've really struggled to hit in the bigs. So Marlins fans are saying, God, God damn it, where's our Tatis? Where's our Soto? Where's our Luis Garcia, who's, you know, hitting well now for the Nationals? Um, where's our Luis Robert, you know? Maybe not to that extent will Jesus Sanchez be that guy, but I think he's a guy that can come in and hit right away and put up good numbers right away. You know, he's not—he might not set the world on fire. I think the guy that could really set the world on fire is Jazz Chisholm. Um, he has the most star potential out of any um, position player in the Marlins system. So we gotta wait for Jazz. He won't be here just yet. Um, but maybe eventually sometime this year. But Jesus Sanchez is a guy that can come in and give you professional at-bats and give you hits, 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 um, and certainly show some power. We saw it in Atlanta in that scrimmage game where he hit an absolute tank, um, and, and that's the kind of you know prowess that he brings to the plate and certainly something that Marlins fans and the Marlins will be looking for um, with him coming up. So Jesus Sanchez is certainly a guy to look out for. Um, and, and I'm really happy he's in the lineup tonight. Other one, the biggest one. This is the one that Marlins fans have been w- truly waiting for. The number one prospect in the system, a top 25 prospect in all of baseball, Sixto Sanchez will make his major league debut this weekend. And if you're a Marlins fan and you can't get excited for that, stop watching this video, turn off the video, and start rooting for another team. Because this is the guy. Um, this is the one that we've all been waiting for. Um, Sixto's got electric stuff. You know, a fastball that's going to get up to 102 um, with good movement. You know, he can sink it. Um, he's got a really nice curveball. He's got a changeup that will really help him. You know, um, somebody I saw on Twitter asked, how does his stuff compare to Sandy Alcantara's? And in Fish Stripes, the account replied back, you know, he's got a little more velocity, he's got about the same curveball, and he's got a better changeup, and the biggest difference between him and Sandy is his control. Sixto has elite control. He's going to be in and around the strike zone all night long every time he's out there, and I think he's a guy that can make a difference right away for the Marlins. So we there's a doubleheader on Saturday. That is probably where it happens. It's not going to happen tonight. Eliezer's getting the ball tonight, um, but... I, I expect Sixto Sanchez to make the start 
on Saturday in one of the seven-inning doubleheader games. They say he's up to 90 pitches, so that's about six innings. So if he pitches well, you can get six of the seven innings out of him. You could even get you know, a complete game in a seven-inning game if he pitches well enough. But again, let's not set our expectations too high. Um, yes, I'm very excited to have Sixto Sanchez here. Um, he is the guy that I've been waiting for, um, but we'll have to see. Actually, sorry, it's Castano tonight. Um, not Eliezer Hernandez. Eliezer Hernandez gets the ball in the first game of the doubleheader tomorrow. The second game of the doubleheader has an open slot right now. I think we all know what that means. That should be Noche de Sixto. Um, Pablo Lopez will get the start on Sunday, and we don't know after that. As far as who the Nationals are throwing, uh, Patrick Corbin is going tonight, and then there he is, Max Scherzer, in the first game of the doubleheader, maxing up, matching up with Eliezer Hernandez tomorrow. So let's take a look at what the lineup for the Marlins looks like because it is much improved. Jonathan VR will lead off. Jesus, he's playing second base. Jesus Aguilar is playing first base. He will uh, hit in the two spot. Francisco Cervelli, a guy that has been great for the Marlins. The Marlins don't want to take him out of the lineup, certainly. He'll be behind the plate helping out Castano tonight. Uh, he's hitting third. That's I think that's the highest we've seen Cervelli hit so far this year. Brian Anderson is playing third base, and he is in the cleanup spot. The best thing that I've seen about B.A. this year, besides how good he's been, is that he's been at third base every night. That's where we want to see him, um, and he can you know, he can be a gold glove defender there. So the best thing about this year so far for Brian Anderson has been him being the everyday third baseman. I'm sick of him going back and forth from right field to third base. Third base it is. Here he is in the five spot, Jorge Alfaro. He's going to be DHing tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of Alfaro DHing because um, Donnie Baseball certainly doesn't want to, you know, take Cervelli out of the lineup with how well he's been doing. So you want to have that one-two punch in there, and Aguilar can man a good first base. Hitting six is Corey Dickerson. This is a guy that needs to get going for the Marlins. Um, you know, brought in to have professional at-bats, and he's doing it, but he's got to put the ball in play more. He's playing left field. Brinson is still with the team. This feels like his last ride. Um, it's now or never for him. He's in center field batting seventh. Jesus, San Jesus Sanchez in the lineup tonight batting eighth in right field. I'd like to see him higher in the lineup, but I guess he's you know he's got to produce first before he starts hitting towards the top of the lineup. Um, but we'll see how he does. Certainly going to be watching his ABs uh, with very close attention to detail. And then in the nine spot, the captain, number 19, playing shortstop. Miguel Rojas is back in the lineup for the Marlins. Daniel Castano takes the hill. So certainly an exciting series coming up. We'll see some major league debuts, and we'll see guys returning to action that the Marlins certainly need. And it's going to be a fun one for the Marlins this weekend.